<laughs> oh, we got illness boy you, here. You squeeze it and some comes out. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like an old couch pillow when you sit on it. Just <laughs> don't <laughs> don't smell that. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> That's great. When I got that, when I got that old vintagey sofa, every time you would like fluff the uh, fluff the cushions, you'd get a really dense oh, cloud. No, it, that's bad news. And it wasn't like dust. It was just yeah. Having like taken fog. furniture apart for my dad as a child to so that he could recover it. Some yeah. I have I have been in contact with plenty a stinky chunk of foam. How is that mesothelioma? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine now. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. And speaking of fun noises, you're listening to Boo Ha Ha which is a mostly kind of sometimes weekly or monthly, depending on when you listen to it and then what frequency, podcast about ghosts and tangents and increasingly dead presidents. Uh, every week-ish, kind of, we'll see, I gather my nearest and dearest to a campfire that I build in my living room and regale them with spooky tales of... Spookiness. Phantasms and will-o'-the-wisps and... This time, for the first time ever, I actually have some of my nearest and dearest with me as opposed to just some random comedy weirdo, and there is actually a fire. Uh, I am here with my dad. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Who's still working on the kind of pitch volume distance Working on this microphone thing. (laughs) I think you got it. That's that's a good volume. Uh, And we're here in beautiful Sun River, Oregon for the holidays uh, where there is actually a fire. And it's totally in the fireplace right here in front of us. It's like a campfire. It is in the fireplace as opposed to just being a light bulb that I turn on sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also kind of atmospheric in a way. Uh, And some other family members may show up at some point or another. Uh, Worst case scenario, it will just be the sound of my little brother blowing his nose because he has some kind of travel illness. Yeah. Some kind of Gen- general unwellness. Malaise. Malaise, there I you I think go. is the word for it. How uh, funny, because I actually, while teaching in Italy, I had a student in one of my classes, and her name was Malaise. Oh, yes. <laughs> is And I was like, oh, that's, that's a very nice name. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, I'm not so sure. <laughs> is this just what your mother went to the doctor <laughs> complaining about? of? Yes, or? Maybe that's what it made her feel like. This is what you are to my life. There's just a general malaise about in my life. Oh, that'd be a great name for a kid who sucks. <laughs> she was very nice. Sure, you'd have to be with that kind of name. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, at some point, other family members might show up. Worst case scenario, it'll just be it'll just be fawn. Uh, earlier, my younger brother said, oh, no, this salsa made my nose bleed. <laughs> so you know how sick he is and how good the salsa is. It's good salsa. <laughs> um, so uh, welcome to the podcast and also back to the United States. Thank you. It's been many, 
a year. Many a year and infinitely longer for the podcast. <laughs> you have never been on the podcast. Never been on the podcast. Uh, Long time listener, first time <laughs> caller. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Um, so it's it's good to have you here both on the podcast and in the country. Yeah. Um, uh, to, to get things kind of kicked off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your your belief in the supernatural? Are you are you a believer? Are you a skeptic? Where do you where do you stand on things? In the daylight, I'm a non-believer. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest. You uh, put me in a room by myself in the dark. <laughs> things might change. Sure, <laughs> different perspective completely. <laughs> so skeptical, but. Tr- traditional non-believer, I would say. I, sure. I have a hard time believing in it. Uh, just on on like the grounds that it's hoo ha, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, growing up as a kid, there's always like some kind of spooky something, somebody trying to kind of pull your leg with some kind of story about something. There's never, never anything that comes to to fruition, and. That's coming from like you specifically, who had like scary grandma houses <laughs> on both sides, uh, both Grandma De Stefano's and Grandma Wingy's houses, as I remember, were pretty terrifying. Yeah, I, I, just because there's old people and old people <laughs> things in it. <laughs> it's, it's got that you know, smell. strange, weird noises, but you know, it's like electrical heating clicking on. What do you know when you're a kid? You know nothing. You know, and any noise could be any sort of conjuration of your brain. <laughs> like, what was that? Oh my god, it's the worst thing I could think of. Yes, especially when old people noises are brought in to the fray as well. <laughs> I remember when I would spend the night at Grandma Fletcher's. Every morning she would just wake up and she would clear her throat by going. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll fucking scare the shit out of you if you don't know that it's coming. I I never heard that in my grandma's house. I I don't ever recall hearing anything. They probably had me sleeping so far away from them. (laughs) Go in the basement. Go, go, Go to the farthest end of the house. You don't want to hear anything in the morning. Go to the left storeroom. <laughs> um, okay, so traditionally, uh, traditionally a non-believer, uh, uh, skeptical. We'll talk about this a little bit more in the third act because also you part-time live in a haunted house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, we'll come back to that a little bit right. later. Uh, but first. Let's let's get into some some spooky spooky stories. Spooky stories. All right. Um, so I've pulled together a couple spooky tales from your stomping grounds, generally, right. which would be uh, Vancouver, Washington. Oh, and environs in and around and surrounding areas. Uh, yeah, because as it turns out, there are not too many spooky tales associated with Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, uh, not that I not that I know of. No, not I, like. Ghosts. I was actually looking around to see if I could find something that might trigger some story from my childhood. And yeah. I, I didn't find anything that sparked, uh, hey, oh my gosh, I remember hearing about that. Vancouver, like, there's there's a thousand scary stories, <laughs> but not a lot of those have to do with ghosts. No. Most, most of those have to do with our old neighbors. Just Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> scariness. 
Well, there are a couple of stories of Eastern Oregon, and that's where we're. There's there's some there's some spooky tales from Eastern Oregon. Um, you would think that Vancouver would have, because there's there Fort Vancouver's there. Fort Vancouver, lots of settlers, um, lots lot of, of uh, people moving back and forth. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Hudson people trading company moving through. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people die in a rickets, mm. probably. Well, Probably died of a lot of things. <laughs> Ricketts, I'm not sure if that was like one of the major causes, but it that's, might be in there. It's probably up there. Vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. I, they didn't well, get a lot of that back then. I was thinking scurvy. Oh, yeah. There was probably that, a lot of that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ocean. I mean, they're up to Columbia, but I mean, they were you, all could, you could stop and find something they if were. you were on a boat in the Columbia. Yeah. Well, you're going to get some oranges yeah. floating downstream. <laughs> <laughs> I found more hardtack. Found some more. There we go. <laughs> uh, that was where people would uh, people used to. Well, the lumberjacks up in Canada specifically would die from what became known as rabbit poisoning. Uh, nobody could figure out why they were dying because they were eating plentifully of the bountiful rabbit. But because rabbit is such a non-nutritive meat it's basically i have heard i recall hearing in the past that eating rabbit at the wrong time of the year can be bad for you and i that could be totally baloney it it stands to reason because if you eat nothing but rabbit you will die maybe uh because uh it's just pure protein there's not not enough vitamins in there to keep you going it's really good roasted it's a big big italian dish it is but uh you want to make sure you eat some dirt with also. it. <laughs> yeah. Don't clean it too much before you roast it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just eat all the fur. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, I've pulled together. Oh, also in Vancouver, there was that spooky old, uh, the Esther Shore oh, house. Esther Short house. Yeah. yeah. They made a big deal. How creepy, because then they put up like a park to bring more children closer to the evil. I, I don't even know. There was like some story about the haunted house. Uh, I, I never went in it. And I don't really know the whole story. I I don't remember the whole. St- well, we might have to do some research on this later. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember the whole story. I remember I went and saw, appropriately, I went and saw the haunting there at some point when I was a kid. <laughs> it seemed spooky, but yeah, it was weird that they built a playground right across the street. Yeah, with a slide that a two-story slide, a two a double two-story slide you could go down the hoop-de-doo one that (laughs) (laughs) kind of had a little bump in it or you could go down the the normal one that slide was at least like 20 feet high it was pretty scary yeah like climbing up the ladder to get to it is it was scary it's gone now yeah like yeah after (laughs) once you're on the slide part that's like the safest part but it's the climb (laughs) up You get like five-year-old kids climbing up a two-story Whee! ladder yeah. with no safety tube cage there or anything no around tubing. it. There's no cage. It just it's just your parents standing on the other side saying, "You can do it." It's a naked like stairway ladder <laughs> in a region of America where it rains for nine months out of the year. <laughs> it's a great idea, uh, just on solid pavement down at the bottom. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think they had two two or three swings there too, so. <laughs> I remember they just, that's where like all kids kept getting abducted. Like as if it weren't dangerous enough. That was also. <laughs> One I, side of the park has the, the playground and the other side is where all of the transients that would <laughs> come off of the train 
track right down by the uh oh gosh what was the was it oh i'm trying to remember the name of the brewery that was right there lucky lucky brewery huh. that's it that's yeah, the right. one with the with the uh funny little puzzles underneath the bottle caps oh, i don't know if there's st- i wonder if they're still around i don't think they are oh probably turned into an even even craftier yeah. brew mm. at this point but yeah so it was the murder slide and then a bunch of old dudes called the general or whatever (laughs) (laughs) just came off the old the old union pacific um well hopefully hopefully we can we can kind of beat that with some spookier tales uh that park was pretty spooky (laughs) 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 going from one corner to the slide was pretty scary we set a high bar um so got a couple couple from washington and a couple from oregon i'm gonna give you some names and uh, let you pick one. Uh, we've got, uh, I'll run through the Washington ones first. We've got the mausoleum. Ooh. Uh, the extra student, mm-hmm. which is appropriate because you're a teacher and a doctor there, of education. There you go. The drag. The what? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> D-R-A-U-G. Drag. 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 Drugs. The drags. It sounds like what one of the guys in Esther Shore Park would call drugs. So, yeah, as you walk by and you're <laughs> you like, want the drags. I, I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have any. The drags. I'm sorry. Mommy. Don't stab me. Uh, then for Oregon, we have the golden hand. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Time slip. Time slip. Ooh. Tommy knockers. I, 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 that's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> and close encounter. Oh, that's a, a couple of them. There was some good names. Actually, wait a second. What I tied into Stephen King novels and uh, Steven Spielberg movies. I'm I'm a little bit confused here because I also in for the listeners, both of these were taken from Spooky Oregon and Spooky Washington by Shashi Flasher, and I also have. Very newly, I have Spooky California by Shazer Schlager. And one of the chapters in there is also Tommy Knocker. <laughs> oh. So I kind of suspect that Shazer Schlager just likes the movie Tommy Knocker. There you go. That could uh, be. In addition to those, we also have Top Hat and Cane. Oh, that Ooh. sounds spooky. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. If you're blue and you Yeah, this will this one will just be Shishi Schlosser just talking about the time she saw young Frankenstein. <laughs> and then he said three syllables. <laughs> Sounds like Sedigim. Abby who? Uh Guys, why are you listening to this? Just go watch. Uh, just go watch Young Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, okay, so those those are the list. Uh, any of those sound intriguing? Golden Hand, the Golden the Hand, Golden Hand. That was what was what was the one before the Tommy Knocker one? That was the Golden Hand. That was the Golden yeah. Hand. <laughs> See, oh, it's let doubly. Me, <laughs> let me let me run through all these again. We have uh, from Washington. We've got the Mausoleum. The extra student. I don't have any. Then from Oregon, we have the Golden Hand, Tommy Knockers, Time Slip, 
Close Encounter, and Ship Shape and Cane. What was that? Top Top, top, top Hat, hat and, and cane. cane. Yeah. I don't know. That uh, Time Shift one. How about Ooh, that? That's very really Back to the future yeah. <laughs> I hope that one is just Sassy Schlosser <laughs> talking about how she saw Back to the Future once. <laughs> I remember this movie that I saw. This man went back in time. Ooh, this one hails from Fort Clatsop. Fort Clatsop. Woo. Lewis and Clarkey out by the coast, seaside. Sounds, I think so. That sounds yeah. about right. It's out by the woods there. I think I've been there. I bought a poster there for Cape Disappointment. Oh, Cape Disappointment. Oh, there is. Uh, I just realized they've got an about the author thing, but it just looks like a corpse. Ooh, the author is a corpse, was yep. a corpse. <laughs> the author, in addition to being the author of this book, has been dead all along. <laughs> it turns out. That's spooky. <laughs> he wrote a series of books. <laughs> yeah, capital S series. There's like 25 of these. <laughs> spooky. Yeah. I just keep hearing the typewriter. Encampment of the 33-member Lewis and Clark Expedition, 1955 community-built replica. Ooh, 30 people caught syphilis there. Yes. <laughs> At least. I'm sorry. 30 people passed syphilis around amongst each other there. Repeatedly. Have some of this. I think Fort... I'm, I might be wrong. I think at some point Fort Clatsop was like... A, they were trying to get the natives to help them build it. And they were like, we'll give it to you after we leave. And they were like, we don't want that shit. What are we going to do with that? We already live here. A fort? What? Are, <laughs> fuck off. It's not even in our neighborhood. Please give us a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh well there you go it says right here historic canoe landing yeah that's i think there was a there's a like they because <laughs> lewis and clark didn't know how to do anything no that was it feels like walk around and take notes yeah um and progressively get more syphilis more syphilis um i feel like all of the all of the stories at least from when they got to the coast it was a lot of like Spent three months camped up against Cliff Face. But then a native came over and said, you know, there's like a whole place you could be just like 10 <laughs> feet that way. Just around the corner. If you walk around the corner, it's <laughs> lovely. Just there's fish you can catch. Uh, we ate our shoes for four months. <laughs> Un- unafraid to walk around and look and explore. <laughs> could, the, could, the, they seem fundamentally unwilling <laughs> to do anything right or to have an idea about something. Uh, you see one person, you know, die a terrible death. You also don't want to die a terrible death. You you learn your lesson. You stay put and wait or send somebody else. Well, that's where Steve died of syphilis. So we probably shouldn't go over <laughs> there. It looks like there's a lot of food and shelter over there, I but the, I don't want to risk it. I think dying from syphilis takes a little bit longer <laughs> than, than their journey. But, uh, I mean, somebody could become very ill, yes, but... Oh, I was picturing him just going and sitting on a log for several months <laughs> while he wasted away and his nose fell off. Stooping further and further over until... Oh, his nose fell off. <coughs> so, time slip. Fort Clatsop. I sank down gratefully onto the wooden bench just inside the fort. I leaned back against the hewn log wall behind me with a sigh of relief. I looked around taking in the replica of Fort Clatsop in which I found myself. 
Do you think he had to say hewn log wall, or could he just have said log wall? Yeah. I mean, is it is churching it up there? Like, they really, it was like artisan workers in this fort. Like I've been to that fort. It's it's no, it's nothing to write home about. Uh, I was going to say just the sentence, taking in the replica of Fort Clatsop in which I found myself, <laughs> makes it sound like he's Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice. Like, he's just in the little house. <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> My name is Tom Thumb, and I come to Fort Clatsop to find a bride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first impression was that it was a very small fort. <laughs> it's a replica. Like, it's fucking tiny. It's on a table. <laughs> well, no, yeah. <laughs> Are we talking miniature <laughs> or, or just replica? Are we like children's size? Everything is so small. How am I going to get in the door? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very small fort much smaller than I'd expected from the size of the Corps of Discovery, the group of explorers led by the famous Meriwether Lewis and William Clark. This was supposed to be an accurate reproduction of the group's winter camp, so I supposed it must have been this tiny. Really, it was nothing more than a wide aisle between two long, low buildings, each containing a few doors and small windows. The whole fort was surrounded by a tall fence made of sharp pointed logs, and there were a few small chimney openings on the roof to let out the smoke from the fireplaces. Thank God. <laughs> also, fuck this guy. Has he ever built a fort? And, and when? How long ago? Yeah. This fort's kind of kind of <laughs> rinky-dink. Tell you what, why don't you go spend a couple days over there trying to put up a, another wall? I'm just saying, it's no, it's no Fort Vancouver, <laughs> for example. <laughs> um, the warm sun felt good as it crest my head and face. I closed my eyes and sighed, wishing the nagging pain in my arm would go away. I'm having a heart attack because the fort is so small. I'm worried. <laughs> it's making me really concerned. Anxiety is setting in and I'm having trouble. Oh, Get me an aspirin. It's weird. The story just ends right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. I not. wish the pain in my arm would go away. <laughs> um, I heard my bride of three months, Marie, talking to a park staffer as she wandered happily in and out of the various buildings and rooms, carefully reconstructed to represent Fort Life as it had been in 1806. Without the syphilis. Well, do they just paint that on the wall to say syphilis was here? And here. And here. All of the national and state park rangers that I have met actively live in vans. <laughs> so maybe the syphilis is still They're there. They're just trying to carry the torch. Is that what it is? Last time we were, we were camping somewhere and we were trying to find the, the camp host. And there was a, a van in which Family Guy was very loudly playing. And the smell <laughs> of pot smoke was just drifting out the top. And I'm like, ah, no, he's in there. He's in there. But we should talk to him later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll catch him a little bit later. I mean, he's not busy. I was an avid history buff myself. <coughs> but at the moment, I couldn't care less about the exhibit. I hadn't slept well the previous night, on account of my heart attack. <laughs> I kept waking up with a feeling that something was wrong at home. And today my arm and shoulder were hurting off and on. I tried ringing my folks back east, but no one answered. No one was home at my brother's place, either. My gut told me that something was wrong, but until I was able to talk to someone, I wasn't going to panic. 
Kind of sounds like he was a little bit panicky already. Yeah, he's sitting on a bench, a, yeah, deep breathing. Yeah, deep breathing, anxiety setting in. I've never been this far away from home. We had to drive for 14 minutes to get here. Mommy. Marie knew better than to ignore my hunches. Really. Marie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but fuck you. <laughs> uh, no, uh, pre-sentiments. Sometimes Shashi Schlager uses some fun neologisms. Yes. Uh, pre-sentiments, plain and simple. The problem is the word looks like presentiments. <laughs> 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 which sound delicious. I'd had them since childhood. When I was in second grade, for example, I woke up in the middle of the night smelling smoke and hearing firemen's voices as they worked the water hoses. I'd panicked the whole family with all my screams, and it wasn't until I'd roused the house that I realized the fire was at my elementary school. <gasps> Did he say he had dreams of firemen working their hoses? <laughs> Where will this go? Where will this go? I didn't tell Marie about these dreams. Nobody believed me until the school called the next morning to tell us that the classes were suspended until they could find a new building for us. And the firemen were done working their hoses. Uh, In middle school, I went into a trance right in the middle of a walking tour at Gettysburg, and no one could get me to move or speak for five minutes. During those five minutes, it seemed to me that I was walking into a horrendous battle full of suffocating smoke, Gunfire, booming cannons, and chaos. Men in blue and men in gray fought one another without mercy. A man's head was blown off right beside me, and my clothes were stained with blood. It sounds like he was high. Supposedly, like epileptic, <laughs> grand mal seizure, maybe. <laughs> Plenty. You, you never know with children. <laughs> it takes a while for the uh, for the schizophrenia to present. Okay could be like the medication switch from the doctor, you know, upping his dosage to balance things out. Give him some more Haldol. Well, there you go. Let's see. Let's move that up a little bit. It'll probably. Just before the field trip. It'll be good. Tell him not to sleep for a couple days. I came out of my trance to hear my nearly hysterical history teacher trying to wake me. Shaking with shock, I told her what I'd seen, and the interpreter accompanying our group stared at me in amazement as I accurately described the battle that took place where we were standing. Ooh. History buff. I mean, (laughs) as far as cold reads go, you're at Gettysburg. Like, (laughs) it'd be weird if you're like, there's a penny buried right here. Like that. There there you go. Yeah. Bunch of guys died here. Oh, yeah. um, Get out. I'm amazed. You knew that. How did you know that? I'm a little bit psychic, you know. <laughs> there was a war going on. People died. <laughs> Camera pans around. There's just a big sign behind it that said, Gettysburg, thousands died here. Some of the kids thought it was a trick, that I was trying to get attention and had planned the whole thing. Could be. Fair. Fair. Yep. Smart kids. Yep. We just did a whole unit on Gettysburg. <laughs> Don't forget, pre-read before we go on the trip. <laughs> The interpreter knew better, and so did my teacher. They saw the drops of blood staining my shirt and trousers, and both of them were close enough to me to smell the acrid, smoky aroma coming from my hair. What? Kind of transport back? There you go. Were there no accounts being like, and then there was a kid in something called Reeboks? <laughs> you would you not think like the 
I was about ready to fire my weapon when all of a sudden there was a boy next to me, distracted me, and my friend Bill got his head blown off by a cannon. This could have gone so much further south if he had, like, jumped back a foot to the left and, like, he comes back with, like, a gut shot. (laughs) (laughs) He's holding in his intestines, like, He was there the whole time. It's not like he left. Yeah. So he just all of a sudden... Part of him left. This stuff appeared on him? Yeah, it seems like he he may have got time splattered. Okay. Yeah. Eh, eh. I'm Yeah, I'm not going to... Don't overthink it. Don't yeah. overthink it. Got yeah. It. That's surface level consideration, and then we move on. Uh, keep it spooky. There were other incidents, many of them. I once saw Lincoln and his wife coming down the stairs at the White House. <laughs> this is just a kid who has, like, schizophrenia. Like, would, would you not say anything to anybody? Would you? Hey, Mr. Lincoln! Yeah, wait, are you seeing the ghost of Lincoln? Are you, like, going back? Couldn't you have, like, Ford's Theater! Yeah. Don't go! I saw the doppelganger of our high school principal get up and walk away from his body while the real principal sat working at his desk. The next day, he died of a heart attack. That's a little spooky, though. That's creepy. That Watching somebody's essence leave their body, like, oh, this one's... This one's done. That's spooky. I'm gonna, I'm on my way. So is the principal just on like autopilot for the next yeah. ten hours? Completely. <laughs> and like just it's like, like a timer set. <laughs> tick 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 tick. It's like when your lights go on and off when you go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's spooky. That's that's a creepy thing to see. Uh, of course, now he could have been like seeing it, the premonition of. The essence leaving the body a day before, and then when it because he wouldn't maybe actually be present the day of. Fair, I am gonna say that this kid's X Men powers seem a little bit mm, kind of all over the place. Some questionable As question makes you makes you makes you want to have some questions about it. Yeah, you don't just go. Puh. Mm, okay, mm. all right. I opened my eyes just in time to see my pretty Marie walk over to me. Rick, I'm going down to the canoe landing, she said. Do you want to come? I shook my head. Still feeling pretty lousy, I told her. I think Dad broke an arm. Wait, his dad broke... Uh, See, and if I say it, his dad broke his arm? Yes. Whose arm am I talking about? The his, dad broke his, the son's arm and he's st- like in shock. Is that what some of this is hap- why it's happening? Dad punched me in the dad arm. Dad broke my arm and it, uh, I think in shock. I think that he's he's having some sort of presentiment <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> about his father having a broken arm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that his arm has been broken right. he's by his father. He's feeling the pain of his father's <clears throat> broken arm. Yes, got it. But if it's a presentiment or a presentiment, a delicious minty treat, it wouldn't have happened yet. Might have happened. We don't know. An ongoing. It's it's an ongoing concern. Yes. <laughs> Marie kissed me lightly on the forehead and hurried away. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, honey. Fuck you, bye. <laughs> I'm going to the boat launch with a park ranger. I relaxed for a few minutes on the bench and then slowly climbed to my feet, cradling my sore arm. I headed for the entrance of the fort and instead stepped out into a cloudy winter morning underneath breathtakingly huge fir trees, still dripping from a recent fall of rain. So did he, was his, 
Was he again frozen in time? Like the whole what he said before, frozen, nobody could his essence left his body or from a physically through a doorway. Is he just standing in Fort Clatsop blocking a doorway for the other tourists? Yes. <laughs> sir. Sir. Can you, sir, can you move? Knock him down. From a storytelling perspective, I think this would have more impact if they didn't give us the two pages of, I'm like Drew Barrymore and Firestarter, but with seeing the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that kind of stuff used to creep me out, though, as a kid, because my... Firestarter? Well, no. My, <laughs> the whole, like, you go to some other... Pl- all of a sudden, you fall into or walk through into some other weird space. So my brother would tell me that uh, that everything is moving in the universe and slightly... You can't... It's the, the movement is so small, like molecular movement. Yeah. But occasionally, those things line up. And yeah. when they line up, you could actually fall into this sort of something so the idea of like crawling underneath one of the chairs which you i have this very strange specific (laughs) recalling of this whole idea of where it would happen underneath these uh tall high back green chairs uh with wooden arms and legs Mm -hmm. in our living room like like a wing back yeah but these these didn't have the wings these were just just back just tall slender backs yeah and it was uh yeah, so I always pictured myself falling into this black hole vortex underneath one of these chairs that was in the corner of the living room. <laughs> uh, so it was a bit of a fear. I would actually be a little panicked at night that it would happen. Were you falling through the seat of the chair? No, okay. through, through the carpet and the Beneath floor it. in the living room, the shag carpet. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a reasonable fear to have because yeah. it's... But it's not like I was seeing some war zone or anything. No. <laughs> you were just falling into some I was sort just of afraid. void space. <laughs> Again, one of those things. Be, being told some kind of spookiness, something which never came to fruition. Well, and it's that it's that the childhood fear thing of like, there's a kernel of truth there. Where like, yeah, theoretically, if you fire an atom at a wall a million times, eventually it's going to just theoretically move through it. Um, but yeah, less likely when it's a whole person. That's still terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's been some Star Trek episodes like that. Yeah, like all of a sudden your hands, your, your finger goes into the typewriter key just for a during second. typing class and you're like, oh, or like, if it were to close up, you know, if they quit yeah. moving in sync and you're gone, your well, finger's gone, your body's gone, whatever it is. The typewriter one would be awful because then... Like part of your finger would just be bisected by the key. Yes. And then your bone would have like a shunt of typewriter metal, metal. in yes. the middle of it. Ugh. Bad news. Of course, growing up, typewriters existed as the main form of getting your your thoughts onto paper. And getting getting metal <laughs> finger bones. <laughs> so yeah, so this guy has fallen into some sort of otherworldly void space. I feel like this was also like there's a specific field trip fear when you're going to a spooky historical place and you're like, yeah, may, is it all history? Maybe not. Is it something? Still you never know. Something. Yeah. Um, a residual energy. Yeah. Some sort of remaining spookiness. Uh, so this guy has traveled through time and he, he may or may not be blocking a doorway for 
the the rest of the tour coming through whatever yeah (laughs) i stopped in shock where was i (laughs) hmm gettys gettysburg we can like we could cut out the first two pages of the story and be like I opened my eyes to see my pretty wife, Marie, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and where was I? Oh, boy. And then it's a mystery for the audience, too. Yeah. But we already fucking know. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Don't, don't Sh- spoil it. Yeah. Sloppy schlesemergs. It, it's not like it's the first time we've read a spooky story. We assume it will become clear to us. Um, the stillness around me was incredible. Modern life seemed very far away, especially when a group of men in buckskins came out of the fort following a fil following a familiar face I'd often seen reproduced in history books. It was the face of Captain Clark. I would not know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are you? Mer- Merriweather Clark. And you are? You have syphilis. <laughs> and in the group was another famous face, that of Sacagawea, with a little boy on her back. Just like on the dollar coin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just stand there lollygagging, or don't you want to see the whale? One of the men called to me. I followed them obediently, amazed by this latest time slip. I, I like how they make Sacagawea sound like she's a woman. When, yeah. when I saw a 12-year-old girl with a baby. I mean, <laughs> the whole idea of... You know. Yeah, old C.S.H. Schlosserbergs doesn't really get into the, uh, the, the most spooky aspect of this story. <laughs> The group accepted me unquestioningly, and I wondered in a bemused fashion which member of the corps they believed me to be. I helped to load up log canoes and soon found myself in one with Sacagawea, her husband, and the captain. Yeah, I found myself in the canoe with a child, their, her adult husband, and the captain. Wow, I thought, grabbing a paddle as we set off from the landing site. You know what they say, paddle or not. <laughs> Here I canoe. <laughs> We crossed the creek three at a time in the canoe and then climbed up a ridge. I gaped then at the sight of a large herd of elk, the likes of which had not inhabited Oregon in more than a hundred years. Always availing myself to the opportunity. So he's a hunter? Apparently. I think he was saying that the captain. I might just skip ahead just a skosh. (laughs) They're they're rubbing a lot of... There's an awful lot of on-the-trail action. Yeah. Let's get to the spookiness. Just being on the trail is not spooky. This is, it's just a whole... It was his time slip, though. That's the spooky that's part. A, that's the thing. Like, so I is was he just, part of them. Is he just standing at, at the fort for like four and a half days? Like, has he soiled himself? Yeah, maybe, maybe there's like stories about him somewhere. Like, oh, the this young man showed up and we all became good friends. He taught us to sing new songs and... They go a little something like this. All the single ladies. All the <laughs> um. <laughs> like a virgin. Touch for the very first time. <laughs> something <clears throat> dedicated to Sacagawea, maybe. I'm not, oh, no. I'm not <laughs> God, where do I skip ahead to? There's a whole, there's a whole bunch of just like... Going through the woods and like being part of the Captain Clark took us up a hill and then Captain Clark showed us this and then we passed over some hills. Oh boy. We passed over such dismal places, fortunately without mishap, and arrived on a beautiful sandy shore. (laughs) Jesus. 
There, walking was easier. We strode along on the damp sand at the edge of the water, and it was not long before I saw two behemoths rising above me. One I recognized as Haystack Rock, at what would, in the present day, be Cannon Beach. The other was the skeleton of a massive whale, <laughs> which had already been pillaged of every valuable part by the Tillamook Indians. Many tall white bones stuck up from the sand, and I could see the basic shape of the monstrous creature of the sea. The history book speculated that it was probably the body of a blue whale that washed up on the shore in this place. Whatever it was, it was an awesome sight, even without its flesh. Everyone gasped and hurried over to look at the massive skeleton. Clark measured it and proclaimed that it was 105 feet long. But also, he measured it by just putting his feet in front of each other and walking along the length of it. So, you know, question mark there. <laughs> um. <clears throat> well, he didn't say whose feet. I mean, 105 feet. Yeah, 100. By size six and a half, manly feet. <laughs> my 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 diminutive starvation addled baby feet <laughs> Clark was very tall for the time being a whole two and a half feet tall it took him an hour to do it <laughs> um, I walked up to the huge bones already starting to bleach um, uh, already starting to bleach white in the stinging salty air I put my hand against a cold one and glanced across the skeleton at Sacagawea, who was staring up and down its length with glowing dark eyes. And then my head started to swim, and my arms started to ache, and I fell backward and backward away from the scene, which swirled around in many colors and solidified at last into the anxious face of my wife. Are you all right? Marie asked, shaking my sore arm with an anxious look on her face. You were just standing there in a trance of some kind. You've soiled yourself. <laughs> No. <laughs> he pooped his pants no. and bit off his tongue. Oh, no. One <laughs> uh, no. embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you were standing there in a trance. What is it? What happened? Is it your dad? I shook my head, trying to bring myself back to the present. It wasn't easy. I could still hear Captain Cook's voice, voice in the distance asking the group to return to the village where the Tillamook people were boiling whale blubber to extract oil. Yeah. Um, don't, don't get lost on me again, Marie exclaimed, shaking my sore arm once more. <laughs> so is, is he going to disappear again? Like, what's I, the, I don't know. He's going to beat a bob over to his Drifting off to the past? or Go to the future, time slide, <laughs> yeah. back and forth. Is it? Forward, backward. Where we're going, I don't need arm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> At that moment, my cell phone rang. Marie, po well, to show you exactly when this was written. At that moment, the cell phone rang. <laughs> uh -huh. Marie pulled it from her purse and answered it. It was my mom. My bride handed me the phone, and Mom told me that my father had fallen from the roof while cleaning the gutters and broken his right arm and dislocated his shoulder. He also soiled himself and bit off his tongue. <laughs> uh, he's going to be just fine, honey, Mom said over the phone. He's already home and resting comfortably, so don't interrupt your trip. I just thought you should know. Parentheses. I'm sure you've been feeling arm pain yeah. all, all night day. Yeah. because of your shinning or whatever. Um, uh, okay, so wait. So he fell off the. He fell off. Yes. 
they were then in transit to the hospital, then at the hospital, and then some period of time later they arrived back at home, which is when then she thought she should call to not interrupt the day trip of her son. Well, we don't know if it's a, a day trip. They could have been out out driving around for a couple days. Could be. Uh, but yes, it's a whole... And at no point did she check her answering machine and see the many missed calls. <laughs> oh, our son's having the shining again. We better get him home. <laughs> Give him a call. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, I guess that whole Lewis and Clark bullshit was just incidental. That's just kind of a by the way sort of thing. What, yeah, just, I thought he was gonna fall back into the past and then get like tomahawked by an engine. Something, something like something, or, or he would drag a ghost along forward. With oh him. yeah, it haunts him to this day. I every, think I brought something every back. Morning, every morning, every morning, uh, my toast is cut in half with a tomahawk. Or, but I never buy like, bread. There's like a, a bullet hole in my every suit I own. Yeah, yeah. Every every shirt that I buy gets a red stain <laughs> on it right Splatter. here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly is the first time. Any an aching head, aching headache. Yeah. And every like, time I go by a a theater, I, Mr. Lincoln, <laughs> Mr. Wilkes Booth, get him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. So I relayed the news to Marie and then we walked back towards the little museum store, which is lovely. Yes. That's where I got those posters. There you it's go. great. Marie glanced sideways at me and said, want to tell me about it? I knew she was referring to my latest time slip. I gave her an enormous grin and said, boy, do I ever. And so I did. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Ugh. Did she pull out the medication at that time and and a water bottle? Honey, you forgot your brain medicine. Hold it, right? You know what the doctor said about your seizures? And what was the whole thing with the whale bones? And then Cap- Captain, and Captain the Clark needs air. me to get the whale bones for his child bride. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm, know. Uh, I'm not so sure it's the salty air that bleaches the bones more than like sun. the sunlight. Yeah, like yeah. over a long period of time. Dry, hot. Was that <laughs> is that like a known part of the Lewis and Clark story that they found a whale? I don't know. Because <laughs> the only the only Oregon I have been coast out of elementary education, Oregon Trailness <laughs> for many, many years. Well, I think even I probably have some somewhat more recent knowledge of the Lewis and Clark expedition just through osmosis and a lot of travel about the state. But the only Oregon whale, the or the only Oregon coast whale incident of which I am aware is the time they blew that blew one up. That one back up in 69 yeah. or something like that or 67, uh, whatever it was. <laughs> well, it washed up on shore. It seemed like the only way to get rid of it would be dynamite, of course. <laughs> We should probably use more dynamite I, I, than I the am expert not, suggested. I'm telling you the truth. I recently showed that to my students. I, the the footage, like I can't remember what it was. Part of a lesson that we were doing, uh, and I, I we were talking about it, and I brought it up, and I showed them, and yeah, was, were, was it a unit on cause and effect? No, they were kind or of horrified. Foresight. <laughs> um, 
Uh, did you it, get? It might have been uh, because we were looking at cultural universals, and we we're saying that, that there's always like there's always some sort of government or organizational aspect in every culture throughout time, and um, and <laughs> there's always someone. <laughs> Let me show you how it can go wrong. <laughs> there's always somebody who says, "You know, what we could do." <laughs> I have an idea that would be pretty fun for everyone. Uh, did you? So I know that last year. I want to say it was maybe like KGW or something, went back into the archives and found the actual film. Yeah, they found uh, very reasonably high-quality footage, and so we've all been able to enjoy the exploding whale in somewhat higher def. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I can't I can't remember if it was a police car or some <laughs> other car, a large chunk of whale flesh <laughs> squishing it. I think what I think they said they had people stand back like a quarter of a mile. Not or far enough. From, <laughs> yeah, and, and they were saying how it showered down all kinds of debris and bits and. Ugh. They they thought that the amount they were concerned about the amount of dynamite because the goal was to vaporize the whale. So uh, they vaporize is what they did to a large part of it, but <laughs> but the problem it was is a big whale. Whales, <laughs> whales are very big, and even with the increased load of the dynamite that they were using, eh, less than effective. <laughs> yeah, the whole, we thought we'd blow it up small enough so that the seagulls and the crabs could take uh, take away all the pieces. What happens to the four to five tons of rotting whale flesh? On the beach. If they were in small enough pieces. God, look at that seagull. Work that over. (laughs) Remember when the whole of Seaside was carried away by gulls? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every seagull in the world shows up to to the Oregon coast. Boom. Um, All right. Well, uh, that was was time slip. Um, Listeners, I'm sorry for, for... having made you listen to so much of that so as a bonus go listen go go to youtube and watch the whale explode it'll it'll make up for it um uh there were a couple of spooky pseudo spooky aspects about that i mean you know the idea of being somewhere when you and and of course you know how do you come back and explain that and especially as a child everybody goes yeah right sure you're grounded But I'm holding a piece of Civil War uniform in my hand. Give it to me. You're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> go to your room. That's a, you, give, give me that and go to your room. <laughs> Put down that musket and go to your room. You know we don't bring things like that into this household. Put that outside in the shed and go to your room. Are you stealing things from the past? <laughs> <laughs> I am calling the museum. <laughs> um all right. Well, we do we do a custom rating system where it is something out of five somethings. Um, you can think of the something <laughs> for your rating. I am going to go with uh, <laughs> yeah, w- one out of five Civil War blood splatters. <laughs> <laughs> two. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with two out of five Civil War blood splatters. Two out of five Civil War blood splatters. Uh, let's see. Uh, it did start off kind of good, but I'm not sure it got too spooky, (laughs) but there were some other aspects that were a little bit spooky. So I'm going to, I'm going to say three, uh, do I want it to be three? You could, you could choose whatever, whatever noun from the three out of five, uh, three, three out of five miniature replica, (laughs) (laughs) miniature replica, three out of five. 
white bleaching whale bones. <laughs> <laughs> Three bleached white whale ribs oh, all the so, way up. Oh, there you go. Sticking straight up scarily. Uh, that was it just every it's frustrating in the stories when everything that they lay down goes nowhere. And like if it had been a guy who like uh, he thought it was because he's like, oh, I thought it was my my dad who fell. And then he goes back in time and he gets fucking tomahawked or some shit. Yeah. And yeah he comes back. He's like, oh, I go. guess like over and over. There's yeah. repeated like all these people are connected somehow, some way. There was uh, one that we read a while back for I think it was in Florida and it was basically like these guys were were doing some mining on like a native burial ground and a couple of them got fucking minor napped and then tomahawked and scalped by ghost Indians. Oh, I think I, I think I remember a story, something like that. Uh, that was kind of spooky. And they're like, yeah, they were never, they had their guns and they were shooting and whatnot and all kinds of craziness. But the, every night there was like more loud yeah. whooping. It was and, spookier and yeah. spookier. Oh, and yeah. then, okay. yeah. And then the story ended with it. And those two that got, you know, scalped by the ghosts is never quite the same. Nope. 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 Weird. Never never went back to work. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think now it is my turn. So I am going to uh, run and pee, and then we can do number two. Wait a minute. Well, <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> That's what I'll be saying in five minutes. <laughs> And welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. Oh, all right. Well did my poops oh no <laughs> yeah no oh, you ha- you have to read one now thank god I, I got my glasses and you got the short one <laughs> so okay i'm gonna grab hopefully there aren't any large words fork <laughs> presentiments close encounters oh the willamette forest the willamette forest very very spooky spit I considered I considered doing the the mausoleum, which was up in the San Juan Islands, which is spooky. But I kind of briefly flipped through that, and it sounded like it might have been like a the ring type situation. Like, do you want me to delete the haunted file? I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna do that one. So we are going to do uh, close encounter, close encounters, close encounter. Of which kind? Do they uh, list? Do they let us know? Of the Willamette Forest kind. Ooh, damp, damp, <laughs> damp very, and spooky. Very damp. <laughs> very, very northwestern dampness. All right. So I'm gonna get on to this. Here we go. The thing, the thing that they are encountering is mildew. <laughs> what is it like when there's that you're you get in the car and you start driving and in two minutes all the windows fog up, just just. It's just Dampness in the air, everywhere. waiting. Yeah, yeah. None of your mm. clothes ever dry. That's not what you want. Close encounter with moisture. <laughs> Very moist area. Okay, so 
Highway 242 over the McKenzie Pass was still blocked with snow the day I made the drive from Eugene to Bend, <gasps> which is where we are now. Oh. We didn't come from Eugene, but we know what it's like to come to Bend. We might be driving back that way. Oh, my God. You're, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Oh, spooky. Oh, yeah, You can uh, give a recount on this uh, in your next podcast. Listen up, listeners. If we get there. murdered by mold. Ooh. Yes, that would be. But who would tell them? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would hope that that would be notable enough to make the papers. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Portland weirdo and visiting family murdered by fungus? Mm. Question mark. <laughs> uh, made it from the drive to Eugene to Bend over the Cascade Mountains. If it hadn't been, what happened wouldn't have happened. If it hadn't <laughs> been, what happened wouldn't have happened, if you follow me. Adam. You can see it was a tough one. <laughs> I know. I mean, I've had a libation or two, um, but I know that sentence. Was I think Jimmy Word Salad over there mm. is is having. <laughs> he might be in his cups as well. Uh, this is actually a sentence that uh, probably would not be unfamiliar in the uh, writing of some of my students. If you know what I mean, if you follow me. Uh, I was on my way to stay with friends in Bend. It was the first vacation I'd allowed myself to take in several years. Get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get away when you run your own business. Yeah. Mold farmer. In internet mold farmer. <laughs> yeah. What um, what business could they possibly have in Eugene? <laughs> Drugs. He's a he's a drug dealer. Birkenstocks. <laughs> White socks. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling at university students. <laughs> Packaged Birkenstocks and White Socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd allowed myself to be talked into the trip as I set out for a scenic drive along the Mackenzie River Highway. I grew excited at the prospect of a whole week of rac- relaxation and enjoyment starting right now. <laughs> the That's fun begins the, now. Yeah, now. Let me set the timer. Hold. Let me get right. let me get my watch going. Set an alarm for th- There we go. Countdown for 3 days and the fun will cease. Of course, it's just the prospect of relaxation and enjoyment, which generally turns out to frustration and anxiety. Yeah, he if he if he wasn't like saving up all of his vacation energy for years and years, maybe he would have just found some joy in going for a slight drive. Yeah, you know exactly, exactly. That stretch of highway has got to be my favorite in the whole world. Traveling along the rapid-filled Mackenzie River, past gorgeous farms and covered bridges, then up into the forest slopes of the Cascades with massive Sitka spruce and coastal redwoods and Douglas fir. It is beautiful. All right. So I'm kind of looking forward to our drive home. It's going to be real fun. We got to go through that whole uh, temperate rainforest business. Again, and tacking on to the murder on the way home, I'm not really sure about the tires on this rental car. Between the potentially faulty tires on the rental car and our family's propensity to pick up transparent hitchhikers, uh, (laughs) who knows what could happen. I stopped here and there to snap a few pictures or take a breath of fresh air. Not because you couldn't open the window as you drove to breathe fresh air. I was having a panic attack. I was having really stale (laughs) air in the car. I just kept the windows up tight, vents closed. A couple of times I cursed myself for forgetting to pack my fishing pole. The fishermen were out in force on this lovely late spring day. 
I'd really been looking forward to the drive along Highway 242 and had planned a prolonged stop at D Observatory at the top of Mackenzie Pass. But it was not to be. <gasps> do do do. Not to be. I ran over a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it was not that. It was snow. Snow mm. still blocked the road. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we have also uh, been thwarted by snow uh, in this. Thwarted by snow and someone who shall remain nameless is. It's a rental car and it's not. If, if you it just taken it car, over the curb, we could have got into that know, parking lot. I, we got the full insurance, <laughs> but <laughs> if it was my car, I'd be more willing to take the risk. But still, I don't. <laughs> and these tires are questionable. That's fair. <laughs> Disappointed, I followed the highway to the left, heading up and through the forest that struck me as almost primeval in appearance, climbing the upper reaches of the Willamette Forest and up and over Santiam Pass to Route 20 Fork, leading down to Bend. That's a spooky forest. It's very it's very primeval. Is it spooky? Yeah, it's one of those, uh, like, uh, grounds covered in, like, ferns. Uh, all the trees are covered in weird danglies. You know, creepy, the, creepy the, mosses. The long, dra- dangly moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming here, though, some of the trees were covered in moss that looked made them look like they had arms. Yes, that was yes, that was kind of freaky. Between that and the bears and the cougars and the hill people, <laughs> I get it. Like, I, I was, I kept my eye on the road. I, I only saw a few trees. I'm not sure what you saw. We, when I was coming back from that road trip with Anda, we, we were just playing the game of like what's the spookiest thing that could happen in this situation and as we were driving back it was the middle of the night I'm like what is the scariest thing that could come out of the trees on the side of the road right now um hers was um a completely naked but entirely calm woman that would like, be unsettling not panicked at all just walking out of the woods dead eyeing you and i said uh i started with a wolf standing upright. <laughs> but then I changed it to like a child. A child. Yeah. Also dead calm. Uh, and it, what, spooky or unsettling? Just like the most like alarming. Like the alarming. most. The most alarming, I would tell you, would be a giant elk standing in the middle of the road as you round the bend that, and crash. And it, that's bad news. That happened later that night. When Anda was uh, taking a nap and I was uh, doing doing some getting us home, uh, and we came around a bend and there was a deer up in the middle of the road, going from our lane towards mm-hmm. towards the forest, and I kind of slowed down to give it leeway, give it some leeway, and it had gotten almost out of the road, so I'm like, all right, I can speed up and pass. When twenty more? No, no. When it just like <laughs> it looked back and saw me and was like. Oh, oh, I should go back where oh, I came oh from. God, I'm out of here. And I just sprinted go back, yeah, back yep. into our lane. I had to gun it to get around it. So, yeah. It's spooky. It's bad news. Yep. It can uh, be uh, very, very bad. Yes. I'm going to say still not as scary as... Uh, unsettling. Yes. I think when, when thinking of your two options, those to me are very unsettling. <laughs> very. Disquieting. Very. Yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was a child in the road. I drove past it. I just kept going. Because you would. There was a naked woman. I couldn't tell if she was in shock. I just kept going. 
I didn't offer support or help or if you if you're on the road in like in one of these and like we were like we were driving back from like Lassen or something like so we were cutting across uh California into Oregon middle of the night and it's like yeah no if you're you're hundreds of miles away from civilization if anybody walks out of the woods you and just, makes pointed yeah, eye we, contact yeah, yeah. Keep going and you if call you wave and they don't wave back, you just keep going. Keep going. Sorry, there's no, there's no help. help so let's me. see what happens to this guy. <laughs> All right. On that okay. note, <laughs> on that alarming note, let's see. Uh, again, driving. Very disappointed. Now we get a little bit of an emotional uh, situation happening here. I followed the highway to the left, leading up and through the forest. It struck me as almost primeval in appearance, and then down into Bend. Oh, that's I right. This dude was just sad about the snow or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sissy. Uh, I had played... <laughs> Sorry, that did, I did not mean dis- to disparage any individuals... Sissy or otherwise. <laughs> ...sad about not being able to go anywhere off the beaten track, so... I don't want to insult either Nambies or Pambies. <laughs> I had plenty of time to, to spare and pulled off the highway when I saw a small sign for Saddle, for Sahili Falls. It sounded like a nice place to take a break. I parked my SUV in the lot and then headed along the path down the steps toward the falls. I wasn't expecting the thunder and the mist that struck me as almost that struck me as almost as soon as I stepped onto the walkway, skirting a drift of snow that lay across the path. I quickly caught a glimpse of a mass of the massive falls, absolutely pouring water at a tremendous rate down and down into a deep pool. Spooky. Very spooky. Beautiful. The sound. <laughs> Unnerving. Sound is spooky. Could be all kinds of craziness happening. You don't look behind you. <laughs> Jack your sex. When when you can't hear, look behind you. You never know. Be aware of your surroundings. The water was so clear that uh, it looked aqua. Wait a minute. Let's go back. The water looked so clear it looked aqua. Uh, water is aqua. That's oh, literally what it means. It. He means the color. Yes. Yeah. I I, okay. I gaped and snapped many pictures in sheer delight. <laughs> Let's this go back to sad. not disparaging any Namby Pambies. I'm, I'm just off the trail. Calling him a bit of a sad loser he, is what I'm doing. He's got a camera. Oh, boy, when I get to bend and develop my photographs and show all of my friends the waterfall that I saw, oh, boy. He is a lonely, hardworking, traveling alone man. I don't have a lot to live for. <laughs> Obviously does not have any games on his phone. I live with my mom. <laughs> Mother won't let me take vacations. I killed her. (laughs) (laughs) The trail led downward toward the Kasua Falls, and steps had been cut into the the deep descent to make walking easier. Snowdrifts covered with pine needles were everywhere. The tall pines were absolutely festooned with bright green moss. uh, I'm feeling giddy. Right. I'm excited. I'm there. It's like I'm there. I know it. (laughs) What's he going to see? I'm on my tippy toes. Is his close encounter just with the waterfall? (laughs) 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 it was an amazing here we go again primitive place all right far below me the river boiled and rushed with amazing speed down the mountain still that amazing light blue color under the white rapids i wouldn't want to fall in there 
Uh-oh, foreshadowing. Oh, no. Foreshadowing. Still... <laughs> I Still, I jumped in to fall in there. Yeah, <laughs> to get past my fear of falling in, I just <laughs> dove straight in. I thought carefully, negotiating a mound of snow and landing on the other side in mud created by the melted by the melt water. So he's just <laughs> jumping over. He's, just, he's on a trail. He's getting dirty, Whee! crawling over snow. Okay, sure. I mean, this is the first time he's been out of Eugene in a mm. decade or whatever. That's he's That seems to, fair. He's trying to make his adventure seem exciting. So I walked down the path. I had to crawl over a snowbank. I got mud I on got my boot. I got a little bit wet. Sure. Instead, no. Fair. He was, yeah. It was, <laughs> what kind, it was muddy. And what from what? The meltwater. Obviously <laughs> from the meltwater. Yuck. Well, there you go. Yuck. <laughs> and that's when I saw them. Ooh, <laughs> yes. What did you see? Ooh, oh, is it a bear? Uh, two gigantic footprints, absolutely <gasps> enormous in size, just in front of me, and still oozing mud <gasps> as if freshly made. Bum, bum, bum. It seems that he has startled something from its position on the other side Ooh. of the smo- snow lump. <laughs> I heard of Bigfoot, of course. Who hadn't? Growing up in Oregon, but... I'd always thought of it as a mythical creature. Seeing two huge footprints like this in the middle of the snow, strewn pathway deep in the forest, at the top of the cascades, made something in my stomach twist. I swallowed twice to make them get back down. <laughs> Sorry, I added that in. That's, <laughs> that's fair. I, <coughs> I, I like that he's... Uh, <laughs> but part of that was from like jumping over the snow in two tight of jeans. Sure, yeah. He, I like that he is just, he's startled a Sasquatch. He's I'm sorry, a Sasquatch. Just, just the footprints of Sasquatch. <laughs> Hasn't even yet seen or smelled Sasquatch. Yeah. Which would, I would think the smell might, there should have been like some precluding. The, I smelled some kind of. Yeah, you you Oof. you you see if you see uh, giant footprints, the presentiments or presentiments there of that should be the stink. Yeah, something was in the air. I couldn't quite place it. it smelled like some sort of dirty ape. <laughs> <laughs> I kept staring at the <clears throat> footprints as if staring would make them disappear. They had to be but half I mean, again. Also, what if they did? If, like, what would, if it did? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I, I hit my—I guess I hit my head when I jumped. Seeing some people see stars, I see large footprints. <laughs> uh, I guess it's gone. <laughs> All right, time to go. <laughs> they had to be half again as large as my feet, and I always had big feet for a man. Bragger. <laughs> And you know what that means. <laughs> Big gloves. <laughs> I looked up finally and gazed over so cautiously around me. To my right there was the roaring river. And to my left, huge snowdrifts, covered fallen trees, burying massive trunks to a depth of six feet or more. <laughs> I assumed he was going to say, like, to my right, the waterfall. To my left, a Sasquatch. A Sasquatch. <laughs> hiding <laughs> somewhere in the snow. Just still startled by the <laughs> jump. <Ugh. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond the muddy hole in which I stood was another snowdrift. Well, yes, because, <laughs> as you said, there are plenty of snowdrifts around. 
packed down by the feet of many hikers so that an, any individual tracks could not be distinguished. For some reason, some reason, mm. I kept thinking of deer and other wild creatures that just by standing still could remain hidden in plain view. Ooh, foreshadowing. Are they trees or are they legs? I can't tell. Let me get closer. You smell that? <laughs> this tree smells like it's covered in shit that went rotten a month ago. <laughs> With all of these massive trees around me, a Bigfoot could be standing only a few feet away, and I wouldn't see or hear it over the massive roar of the falls. The thought frightened me. You hear stories of Bigfoot going mad and killing people in its territory just as often as you hear stories of its passivity. Do you? I have never. I Having like, lived in my in the Northwest for 30 plus years. I always thought the Bigfoot was more of like an apple stealer. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Uh, sh- shenanigan puller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always keeping out of sight. Don't want to keep Poking it to myself sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to snoop around, sneak around, but don't want to be involved. Yeah. There was that, there was that Bobcat Goldthwait movie where Bigfoot was... Killing guys and taking forest brides and stuff, but I, I missed that one. Eh, it's okay. All it's right. it's fine. It's a found footage thing. They all go right. looking for Bigfoot and they find it. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, and his brides. Yes. Um, <laughs> all that to say, yes, that is terrifying. The idea that some colossal forest ape could be standing five feet away from you, exactly, and and not knowing what it may do, whether I heard stories of killing or not. I would be concerned. Normally, Bigfoot just leave, but this one has seen me, so I snap its neck. <laughs> Hard to say. We don't know yeah, what right. its MO is. I, like cougars. Yeah. You come across cougar, maybe the cougar runs, maybe the cougar hangs out. Yeah. Maybe the cougar comes after you. It's kind of, you don't know. You, you are tossing know. some elaborate sh- three-sided sh- coins. Sh- should definitely be some adrenaline <laughs> pumping through your blood. <clears throat> be concerned. Run. Yeah. <laughs> Always run. Or, or just slowly be on your way. Get Carefully, re- cautiously, look around when you can't hear what's behind you. Check your six. Learn how to kill a cougar. Always well, listen. I, I will tell you that have, having grown up in Sasquatch territory and gone hiking with our neighbors uh, and and collecting huckleberries, we're going to go blueberry or huckleberry picking. Sasquatch's uh, favorite food. There you go. Uh, as well as bears. Yes. So the instructions, <laughs> which is just a Sasquatch on all fours from the uh, the mother of the neighbor was, if you hear a woman scream, go back to the car immediately. Yes. <laughs> and if you hear any growling, go back to the car immediately. <laughs> yes. If you hear anything out of the ordinary in the woods, go back to the car. And exactly. And of course, yeah. my <laughs> my questions were then, let's see, we've come out here into the woods uh, you are a woman, and we've brought your dog as well. So, uh, if you scream, is that what's going to happen? And Leave was, me for dead. Yeah, it was like no. He finally explained it could be a cougar. You should go back to the car. Okay, worried. I'm like eight. <laughs> I'm like eight years old. All Check. right. Thank All you. All right. Concerned. Can, can do. And if I hear growling, it's not the dog. No, it's going to be probably a bear and her babies. Mm. That she's very protective about. So. All right. Also concerned. Exactly. Duly noted, yes. but troubling. Drop your bucket of huckleberries 
and head to the car. Eight-year-old Joe just <laughs> not letting the bucket of My berries go. My book is go. the fullest. No. My book is the fullest. It's a competition. <laughs> I want to win. <laughs> Having turned yourself into the most viable food source <laughs> for the bears. <laughs> My book is so heavy. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So this guy is okay. For some reason, I kept thinking of deer. Blah, 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 wouldn't hear of the mass falls. The th- thought frightened me. You hear stories of Bigfoot. Okay, we heard that, but we don't. Uh, at least I haven't. I stood for a long moment, undecided whether to take my chances and continue hiking the increasingly heavy snowdrifts to the lower falls, or turn back. Immediately go back to the car. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> when in doubt, on your own, in nature, unsure, slippery, dangerous situations. Will they find my bones? I'm not sure. Go back to the car. And in this specific situation, either it is a Bigfoot or it is a very, very large man. naked man. There you go. Go back to the car. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's barefoot in the snow. Uh, some instinct was urging me to turn back. Do you think? Do you think? Of course, yes. Some people might call it common sense. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I learned growing up. Uh, (laughs) Uh, where did I go? Okay, some instinct was urging me to turn back. My flesh was crawling on both arms and legs. I was covered in spiders. As if wild eyes were watching my every move. I wanted out of there. I turned and climbed back up and over the snowdrift. Suddenly, my foot slipped and I fell, sliding down the drift and landing seat first into a pile of wet pine needles and mud on the other side. My first emotion was annoyance. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. I have to get in my car with a wet butt. I, I would not want to sit in my car with a wet butt. That's a good thing he's on a trip and he has a change of clothes. I would most likely be driving. Well, no, I wouldn't drive naked. <laughs> I don't think. So I took I off all of my get, clothes and shoes I in the snowbank <laughs> and walked back to the car. But I kept my necklace on, uh, <laughs> my necktie. Um, I actually, I would get an Ikea bag out of the car. Actually, I've done this before. After having run in the summer when it's very, very hot and go back to the car and sit on a plasticky shopping bag. Yeah. yeah I'm one of those people. Keep, keep yourself sa- separate keep, from the seat. Keep the car tidy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go back to the car <laughs> immediately, sit on a shopping bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be fit to be seen at my friend Mike's place like at this rate. That was his first thought. Where the fuck is this the hillbilly's priorities? He's got some time to get there. I, hopefully he brought a change of clothes. My second thought was that the strange hairy tree trunks in front of me looked a lot like legs. Massive legs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. Some of my thoughts out of this. <laughs> legs that ended in huge, strong, manly, hairy, <laughs> bare feet. <laughs> feet that gave off an odd animal smell of sour, sweet, and musk. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like B E A. Sour sweat. No, I say <laughs> sour sweat. It smelled musk. like musky, sweet, and sour sauce. <laughs> I know. Mm, soury, sweet, yucky. <laughs> It's um, like a dog's feet. <laughs> I looked up and up past a mammoth hairy chest. I 
God, this guy is... It's been a while. Into his very deep, dark eyes. <laughs> Into the strangely flattened features and black eyes. Old of a Sasquatch. Old shashy squatchers. Um, obviously left out the paragraph where he vividly described the Sasquatch's junk. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't... Uh, no. Wow. Story um, edited for rating. It reached down with massive hands and... Before I could utter a squeak, grabbed me by the forearms and pulled me to my feet. Then it grunted, leapt straight up over the snowdrift to my right, and it was gone in the gloom of the forest. Just like that. So it helped him up? Uh, yeah. Crazy. Oh. How thoughtful. It was like trying to get a courtesy badge or something for Squatch Scouts. It jumped away to a much bigger Sasquatch wearing a sash. <laughs> Merit badge. Merit badge. Uh, or maybe maybe there were more people in greater need. <laughs> Others had also fallen over snowbanks and got their tushes wet. You'll be fine now. I have to go marshal the woods. <laughs> Only you. The Hendersons need me. <laughs> no, we don't want you. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> I should watch an episode to that. I haven't seen it in years, years. Uh, I gulped once, twice, trying to get some moisture into my dry mouth and throat. Then I ran up the muddy stairs and across the boardwalk, straight out into the parking lot. Yeah, and just into the parking lot. Not, not necessarily to his car, not to the nearest people. I ran to the parking lot screaming, where I then soiled myself and cried. Oh, he was already soiled, so he double soiled. Kind of an in and out sort of thing. Oh, this? It's just dirt from the ground. It's dirt. It's smelly dirt. It's Bigfoot dirt. Smelly dirt. has a <laughs> soaking right into my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> my heart thundered against my ribs, and I plopped my muddy rear end in... Muddy. Uh-huh. Sure. I just... Was was this a rest area that he stopped at? Or was it just an attraction parking lot? I, I had planned to go to the bathroom and tap my foot under the stalls, but uh, here we are. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of a weird undercurrent here. I my muddy rear end into the driver's seat, wheels squealing as I pulled out of the parking lot. I shook like a leaf the whole way up and over the pass and down the far side of the mountains. <laughs> I paused briefly in sisters to change my dirty clothes, mop up the wet and muddy driver's seat. Yeah, <laughs> get that smell out. And eat a hamburger. <laughs> I then drove the rest of the way into Bend and pulled into my at last into my friend Mike's driveway. For a long, long time, I just sat there at the end as the engine cooled. And Mike peered out the front window curiously. In my mind, I kept seeing the blunt, primitive face of the creature we call Sasquatch. And feeling its massive, strong hands pulling me to my feet. <laughs> as, the front door, <laughs> as the front door opened and Mike came out to greet me, I wondered briefly if I should tell him 
about my close encounter. Nah, I decided, stepping out of the car and waving my hand at Mike's wife, who stood beaming in the doorway. They'd never believe me. I love the idea of him. He's just sitting in the car, still like white knuckling the steering yeah. wheel. Mike has to come out like, <laughs> hey, dude, you, are you coming in? It's You're been here. 45 minutes. Why are you silently crying? <laughs> 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 yeah. Huh. Late again, huh? Interesting. What's your excuse this time? Rest stop. Another rest stop story? Uh-huh. Oh, not a rest stop. <laughs> oh. Big, then, big. Then, big, big, big bear. Big bear. Big, big, big. You want a big sandwich? Big. No. No, big bear. So you're saying you met a big bear at a rest stop? Yeah. <laughs> big bear, chase me! Mm, this is trouble. That's what George Michael got put in jail for. Yeah. Um, uh, that's spooky. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> to, a, to a degree. That's... Yeah. And if... It, the scenario is definitely spookier than like I got to go on an old timey expedition. Yeah, uh, I mean, back at the beginning, he was kind of all giddy about it as well, and I, uh, over being a young individual on his own, who's to say he didn't maybe have some uh, uh, psychedelic yeah. assistance in his adventure? There's nothing I like more than. Driving away from Eugene, eating a couple of shrooms, and just waiting for the shaman's drum to start beating. Single man, nobody to answer to, driving down the road, open to whatever adventure comes his way. (laughs) Uh, Having to stop and clean up, worried about what people are going to say. I think the, the most interesting part of this story is not in the story itself. It's in the subtle portrait that Shashi Squatcher... Uh, paints of him and is like the first thing I thought was that I couldn't possibly show up to my friend's house covered in dirt <laughs> I hadn't had a vacation in years mother doesn't allow them like it's a real it's a real definitive portrait of a kind of Norman Batesy Buster Bluthy kind of guy <laughs> or, or a facade that he is trying to yes. maintain I normally like this highway because it's a good place to throw the bones <laughs> I normally take them down by the falls so they wash further down, making it more difficult. Not many people go down here. This is why Bigfoot helped him back to his feet is so that he could keep delivering yeah, that's right. meat. There you go. That's right. Bigfoot fresh, hungry for flesh. Fresh, fresh, fresh meat deliveries. I'm on my way. You know, I can't make it down here all the time. I could maybe, maybe like day trips, but you know. Got a lot of, I, I got a, I got forest stuff to do. He w- he was looking for some Eastern Oregon action on the way back, hoping, hoping he'd swing something else back by. Trekking through, it's either this or berries. I like that he had to make sure that he mentioned that he drove a, an SUV. Yeah. Oh, poppycock. He wouldn't be driving a car over the mountains. A car. So he was off being a lumberjack in the woods, and then what happened? Uh, yeah, so it's... it. But he was only doing it in a car. It had to be a manly car. A manly car that he never gets to drive anywhere because he works so often. Yes, at his mother's store. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that was that was spooky. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that one three out of five pairs of pants full of poop. Three... <laughs> Two dirty undies. <laughs> and a Sasquatch and a down wet by the falls. Driver's seat. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I give him two dirty undies and a wet driver's seat out of five. <laughs> uh, that's, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, Tis the season. <laughs> Tis. I mean, there are some aspects. The whole uh, whole idea of yes, traveling alone, and you do want to see something, You're, and yeah. you wonder should I take the chance, and if I do take the chance. What might come of it if I'm on mushrooms? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm tripping in the woods. If I if I've taken my Molly and I decide oh, to go down the woods. I, I gotta go see the falls. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He's he's on mushrooms and like like a park ranger just helped him up. Yeah, exactly. He, he just ran off screen. Ah! <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. There's definitely there's there's spooky elements to that. It's a it's a creepy thing. Uh, might have been creepier if the guy wasn't Norman Bates. There you go. Yeah. Um, go. Oh, okay. On a trail, you see some, you see some weird signs. I do. I get that. As yeah. you're like hiking on, like that doesn't look right. That those sorts of things can put you at ill ease. Yeah. Um, when you but as so definitely defined as giant footprints still oozing mud, mud in the snow. Wait a minute. Mm. Mud snow, snow mud, snowy mud. It's a snow. It's a mixture. Mud. It happens. Shut uh, up. Don't ask questions. I don't. Uh, don't examine too yeah. deeply. Yeah, seeing seeing a tree in the distance and being like, "Oh, is that an arm? Is that uh, is there something behind it?" Yes, creepy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I I maintain that the Pacific Northwest. This mistletoe's really got a bit of a missile look to it, and oh goodness, the berries are so smelly and hairy. Oh no! Hey, oh, it's on my head. <laughs> Oh no, Bigfoot! I'm not used to having something this large close to my face. Ah, I walked right into this branch. <laughs> right in the eye. Curses! Ow! Uh, Unfortunately, it poked me three or four times. <laughs> this is why Bigfoot gently helped him back to his feet. He's like, Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Uh, he patted God. me on the back. <laughs> yeah, slapped his ass and sent him on his way. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, that's spooky, kind of. Uh, all right. Well, then, uh, I think I think that's it. The campfire is burning low-ish. Before uh, before we wrap up, do you have any uh, any of your own personal spooky experiences? Anything scary ever happened to you in that haunted house you live in? Uh, mm, no. And no. I I have not had the. I don't know. I've not had the spooky experiences as the others in the house have have had. Uh, yeah, my my phone goes dead more or less or the the battery is quickly depleted if I uh, don't sleep with it like under my pillow or m- next to my body. Ooh. Yeah. That's creepy. My life energy is strong. <laughs> Keeping the ghosts away. Um, keep, yeah. Um, or they're just feeding off you instead of the yeah, phone. It could be. I mean, <laughs> I, I do. I do recall taking the the cats there, and and them being rather skittish. Yeah, like they definitely the whole staircase area seemed to be a bit of a weirdness. It's a bit creepy. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of a kind of like that's the that's where it lives. Yeah. Maybe. That's where that's where Zaven saw that guy coming from too, kind of right. Something, yeah. I, I'm not sure. It's spooky. Does it kind of gives me goosebumps a little bit to think about it? But it's I, a I creepy. Mean, like I say, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a weirdness. I can't say that I've ever experienced anything 
the the eyes um and i mean i i went there a couple times uh to do some work like on my own and and of course it could just be the whole ronda zaven you know that idea and you're like oh is something watching me is it yeah is it a but thing it, that you're experiencing but, or is it a thing that yeah somebody's supplanted a, a thought or an idea in your head i mean yeah. easily it's dismissed with a good movie sure so and yeah and it, nothing again nobody came and well i don't know no not that i know <laughs> nobody was watching over me as i was sleeping or yeah, you're like, I just didn't experience anything. Camera pans around. There's just a guy standing yeah, behind you. Behind me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I, again, I... I you get just, like you get spooky vibes there, at least. Like, there's some kind of... Like, you go up there, and you're like, eh, it's, it's creepy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay. I haven't... Uh, it, I don't If I go there, I don't sleep upstairs by myself. I mean, not that I couldn't. But there's no sure. TV up there. <laughs> that <laughs> so, sounds like a convenient so if I go, excuse. You, you know, after the end of doing <laughs> some work or doing whatever, and you know, a movie, and you know, a couple of, couple of cold ones, and you know, the the futon is right there in front of, and the fire is down there. So what's that's the toastier. I don't have, I don't want to get upstairs and dirty up more bed sheets and whatnot. Yeah, heat the whole house. Things I have to keep tidy and clean and wash and yeah. whatever. And you don't have to sleep in the ghost room. And I don't sleep in the ghost room. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I d- it's 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 a little bit like the if anything spooky happens, go back to the car immediately. You're like, look, uh, I haven't seen anything spooky uh, up there. Turn on lights. Yes. Like, will, let's. I'll stoke the fire bigger. I'll keep Krampus out. Yeah, yeah. We keep the fire hot. Close the door so whatever's by the staircase can't get in. Yeah. And if it does, I'll hear it squeak in the door to get through. Now I'm just picturing you like alone at the vacation house with like big giant headphones on and your eyes closed. Like, do, oh, do, no, do, no. Do, there's, do, there's a big fire. All on. the lights are on. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you got, you I, that's cameras going everywhere. <clears throat> that's that's the vibe I've always got there too. It's like I've I haven't really seen anything spooky there. Um, the times that I've been there, like. Less so recently, but definitely the first couple of times, like I woke up probably like 10, 20 times, which very, very rarely happens. That's like notable in and of itself for just being peculiar. Um, that and could the be f- the carbon monoxide poisoning from the stoves. That could be it. You know, Hard to know. say. Yeah, We is. just don't know. Um, I think carbon monoxide usually does the opposite of that. Was something <laughs> shaking me awake or was I convulsing? Yeah. <laughs> I was having one of those no breathing seizures. Uh, yeah, and then the, the, the phone battery stuff. But yeah, beyond that, real bummer. I have not ever had any kind of spooky seeing stuff. Definitely been scared in places. And, you know, I've heard things that could potentially be spooky. Um, even actually, weirdly, on the last episode of this podcast I was editing, there was one part in the video where both, or in the audio where both of us were talking. And then there was just one word that you could kind of hear off in the distance. I'll get you. Yeah. That's more. That's more than one word, but All right. Um, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but yeah, it's always uh, it's a real bummer because it would be so much more of a fun world. Could be. I mean, maybe that's just it. So maybe I, I don't. Know, maybe I have such a 
uh, I don't know, I'm indifferent to it or, um, I mean, if it exists or not, whether or not one way or the other, my indifference uh, equals acceptance then. So it just goes on and a positive outlook of whatever, be on your way, doing what you need to do, but leave me out of it. Yeah. (laughs) I've always kind of suspected that, like, because I was so scared of spooky things as a kid. Presum- like, presumably mostly because of scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. Um, but having spent so much time as a kid being scared of spooky things, and then like every time I had to walk down a dark hallway, just really focusing on like the ground in front of me and like not looking at anything. I'm like, have I just become really adept at not seeing spooky things? Like, <laughs> are there spooky things? But I'm just like, nope. Just let them looking at the floor. Right, What's on this right wall by. over here? Just let them go right by. Yeah. Um, who knows? I, I hope I hope one day to see something spooky. Yeah, that I can't I, explain. I mean, growing up as a kid, it's like, oh, you know, that little figurine in the living room is turned around again. It's like, eh, yeah. come on. Who turned it around? Yeah. Uh, and why is it only one? Yeah. And That's... then uh, my sister's dolls. That one looked at me. Oh, we get some panic as kids and sure, it did, know, trying to do a seance and yeah, nothing ever came through. I don't think. <gasps> Unless it's followed us to Italy. <laughs> Found a home in our vacation house. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Let's follow this one. Oh, no. It feels like if they were following anybody, they followed Rick. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, on that note, then I think I think we're ready to douse responsibly, douse the fire. Exactly, especially being in the woods. Bury it. Make sure that it is dead out to prevent wildfires. Uh, douse then it. Cover it with dirt. Wait for a while. Come back. Touch Put it with your hands. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pour more water. Be on it again. Drink some more beers. Yep. Put it out manually. It's covered in bread. There you go. Everything. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to go do that, and uh, in five hours when we have that all taken care of, we'll go to bed. Uh, um, thanks uh, thanks for being on the podcast. All right, thanks and, for having uh, me. Uh, congratulations on being a doctor. Yay. Woo. Joe the doctor. Ooh, Dr. Joe the doctor Ooh. doctor. Ooh. Oh, no, I'm having a time slip. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.